The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Guys, and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast, a weekly show about all things Port Adelaide Footy Club. I'm your host, Macca19, and joining me as always, we've got co-host Fishing Rick. How are you, mates? Lord Macca, I'm very good, mate. I'm five days on and uh, very optimistic again. That's it. That's it. We're going to win this one. Absolutely. Gotta have faith. That's what George Michael told me anyway. So. That wasn't in a public toilet, was it? No, <laughs> thankfully. No. Uh, sure. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not he's at uh, Adelaide Oval on Sunday, is he? <laughs> Maybe. What a risque start to the podcast. This is <laughs> He'll be yeah, distracted. For the first time, enough's enough, Rick. Let's go. First, <laughs> for the first time on the podcast, we've got Mr. Speaker. G'day, guys. How are you? Good, mate. They're yeah, very good, thanks. Uh, not a lot, not a lot. That's the way. Now, look, uh, before we get started, let's find out a little bit about your Port Adelaide background and how you came to uh, support the club. Uh, I was really born into a Port family. Um, My great-grandfather played some league footy and a fair bit of reserves for the Magpies in the early 1920s. Um, Yeah, he was one of the players that was commemorated by the club this year because he fought in the First World War. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, then um, his son, so my grandfather and a couple of his brothers played some Colts in the 50s or about that. Yep. Um, and then Dave Gills, my um, grandmother's cousin as well, so there's that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah so um, yeah, pretty much just born into a Port family and that's the way it's always going to be, I reckon. Fantastic. What about your favourite match? Uh, first game I went to at the MCG, the 2004 Granny, I reckon. Good way to start. Yeah, definitely. And what about your favourite player? Uh, Past player would probably have to be Treaders. And at the moment, it's pretty difficult. But current player, I'd probably go Jasper Pittard at the moment. Yeah, you legend. Don't (laughs) steal him from me. Jasper. Oh, this has been set up. (laughs) Don't. Don't even go there. He can be your second favourite player behind someone else. All right, he's no one else is allowed to have him as a favourite player. All right, mate. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's fantastic. Yep. I got my chair. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so watch out. Chair is returned. It has. And speaking about love, uh, before we get started on the preview of the Melbourne game, we might as well talk about. Uh, the big news of today, which is Dom Cassisi choosing to retire after this week's match. Um, he would have played uh, 228 games, kicked 74 goals. He was picked 50 in the 2000 draft, a, a very good draft for the Port Adelaide Footy Club, that one. Um, obviously played in the 2004 Premiership and was our captain uh, through the dark ages of 2009 through to 2012. What a legend. He is. Absolutely. Yep. Not much else that need to be said. He he led us in some horrible times, and he led us very well, except for the uh, infamous uh, Nespresso uh, affair <laughs> somewhere in the uh, 2010-11 season. But outside of that, he was a, a true champion of the club and will always be remembered as one, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as Kenny said, not many people can um, put their hand up and 
say that they've done what Dom's done. So, yeah, just a very, very good player for our club, I think. Yeah, He has had a fantastic career for the Port Adelaide Footy Club. He's played for 14 seasons. Uh, took him a few years to get really going. Um, he really made a spot his own in 2004, uh, playing a bit as a, a kind of a defensive forward um, and then moving back to a back flank as well. Um, he had such a good grand final that year as well. You brought up his uh, his smother in the grand final. That was a turning point. And I, I think that's, if you were to talk about Dom, that would be the epitome of um, of his career at Port Adelaide, wouldn't it? it the, the hard work, the in and under work and the, and the one percenters. Uh, I'm sure that's probably why he got made captain, not because of his flair or, or talent, but because he was just a hardworking man and that's what he brought to the team. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he probably lacked a bit of X factor and, and lacked a bit of polish, but... What he lacked in those areas, he more than made up for in, you know, just his will to hunt the ball and, and get the ball, you know, his insane tackling. He was just about the best tackler in the league for a long time there. Um, was really good in the clearances and, and a wonderful contested possession winner. So do you still maintain that that's your favourite Dom moment? Yeah, I, I would pick that moment ahead of the uh, the Cassisi does win at Geelong game. Yep. 2007, that, that game, like minor... Last one around, fantastic goal, under pressure, and it was probably the, the best target he's hit in that last seven years. Only joking, it was, but how good, how good was it? I mean, I thought we were dusted, and for him to come back and ice it was just uh, pure gold. I think the best thing about that was he, he played on Gary Ablett all day. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job on Ablett that day, and then he got absolutely slammed by the commentators for about a minute there for allowing Ablett to kick what might have been the winner for Geelong. Um, and then he goes and kicks the winner himself. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon uh, his effort last year in the uh, second showdown, getting pushed out, uh, pushed out of the contest by Broadbent so that Chad Wingo could take that mark was pretty special too. Yeah. Well, good on you, Dom. You've had a fantastic f- career for the Port Adelaide Footy Club and you know, you can enjoy your pods in peace now. <laughs> Absolutely. I might have to try and guess his um, email address and we'll send him this uh, loving podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bit creepy. Well, look, let's get on to our preview. We're playing Melbourne at Adelaide Oval on Sunday. Uh, it's become a, such a must-win game, this one. Last time we met was uh, was almost the start of the rot, which was the unconvincing 20-point win in Alice Springs in round 11. Um, boys, what are we expecting for this one? I'm worried. A win. <laughs> You're worried? I'm worried. That's I'm worried. Why are you worried, Rick? Well, I've I've lost my um, my faith over the last three weeks, and I, I think you're right. It's been more than that. It's uh, the Melbourne game has probably been the uh, the beginning of our slide, and there was massive warning signs from that game. And um, I guess look, I expect to win, but I, I don't think the boys have actually shown us anything uh, to say that we should be convinced that we've overcome uh, this issue of. Uh, teams surrounding or flooding around the ball uh, and that we've been able to handle it. And uh, and Melbourne's going to come with a pretty adept game plan against us on Sunday. And, uh, you know, this is a, a real uh, line in the sand moment for me, dare I say it, um, for us to be able to show that we can actually uh, 
effectively sort of take on that game plan. I just don't think Melbourne can win it this week. Um, if we come to play and we play, even if we play average, I just don't think Melbourne can kick a winning score against Port Adelaide this weekend. In the last two weeks, they've been absolutely thrashed and they've only kicked four and five goals in the last two games. They've given- yeah, I mean... They, they had 30 inside 50s against Geelong. Exactly. They've given up 27 and 28 extra inside 50s to their opponents in the last two weeks. I mean, I just yeah. can't see them how they're going to win this game. It might I'm sound arrogant. It might sound unnecessarily cocky. Um, but I just don't think they've got the cattle to get the job done. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat about, as you, Maka. When we're saying that about uh, Essendon, they don't, they, you know, their key forwards have only kicked one goal a game. And uh, you know we uh, they don't have the scoring power to to knock us off, uh, and what happened? Sure, but Essendon still, yeah. I mean, I, I do see your point, but Essendon didn't kick a winning score that day. It was only us that you know sort of blew it. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, they only kicked, they won the game with what six goals or something like that. So, and we've lost our offensive ability to a degree, um, or we've lost our. Defensive accountability, what which was our offensive weapon, um, so I am a little bit concerned that maybe um, we might not be able to handle the pressure. Now, I mean, I'm only just, I'm being very pessimistic here, but it's good to have a little bit of a, a differing opinion, I guess. But yeah, I just can't see where we can make outlandish statements uh, as you are, Macca, which is just crazy for you. Um, <laughs> it is out there. Um, you know that you know how can we lose this game? Well, I think the last three weeks have shown us that we've lost to teams like ninth, tenth, or twelfth on the ladder, and we've lost them. So I'm really hoping the boys come out snarly and motivated this week to prove me wrong. And I'm sure they're all listening to this to to prove me wrong this week. Yeah, I reckon I reckon Melbourne are probably a different level of crap to what Richmond are really. So I'm I'm really expecting that sort of our boys just come out and say, you know, enough is enough. We cannot lose to the 16th place side on the ladder. Look, if, if they win the game with a forward line consisting of Cameron Peterson, Jack Watson, Chris Dawes, <laughs> I will probably walk in front of a car <laughs> on the way out of the stadium. I should probably yep. edit that. Out <laughs> What's it? I've got, I've got the mental blank again. Who was the... Um, is it Pedersen? Pedard? Pedersen. No, the one he played defender, and everyone thinks he's a spud, and he played like oh. a bloody defender of the year against us in Alice Springs. Lyndon Dunn. Lyndon Dunn. You know, yeah. I mean, it says it all. I mean, you know, we're sort of falling into the old ways where we need to bring out the um, spuds that tear us apart thread. But um, oh. you know, to be fair, I think he's had a pretty, pretty good year for his usual standards. I mean, I don't think it's just us that he's played well against. No, I mean, some people were talking about him as being a, a potential All-Australian yeah. as well. So he has had a very good year, Lyndon Dunn. We might as well talk about um, selections. It's something that I've been dreading all week, um, yeah. seeing what the reaction is going to be um, at 6 o'clock uh, this afternoon. But it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. We've uh, we've got two definite ins at the moment in Dom Cassisi playing his last game and Paul Stewart comes back into the side as well. We've got one definite out in Kane Mitchell, who's been omitted, um, and we've got we've brought uh, two other players into the extended interchange in uh, Benny Newton and Johnny Butcher. Butch. The Butch, back to the future. That's great. 
Yes, it is. I, I actually would have liked a few more outs, to be honest. Nice and early. Um, but I reckon uh, I reckon young Jarman might be in a little bit of trouble. He might. Yeah. I reckon you can probably pencil in Sammy Gray as an out as well. Well, well I hope so. And um, yeah. when I say, I'll preface it when I say I hope so. I mean, Jarman's had a great year. I think he probably needs a little bit of a rest now, a spell. Um, you know, he's had a, a fantastic season, big bodies up against him or great players. So I think it's time maybe to give him a bit of a rest coming into finals. Um, Sammy Gray, again, I think, you know, we have been exposed for a bit of height. And I think Ben Newton has to have a real opportunity to show us what he can do. And we need that. clear. And it's more about the clearances. We need some clearance winners in that side because that's where we're not doing our best at this point in time. Do you guys yep. agree? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, let's look yeah. at the interchange bench. Hamish Hartlett's definitely going to play. Aaron Young, you would think, is definitely going to play. Um, so that leaves the other five players in Johnny Butcher, Jarman Impey, uh, Tom Logan and Sam Gray. That's four players. Good counting, Macca. Um, you would think Sam Gray would drop out. You'd think Tommy Logan would drop out um, mm. with Dom coming so, back in the side. Okay, so you reckon Dom back in, Tom goes out. I would Dom- think just for the feng shui of the side, that would make sense. And then Dom drops out next week, so Tommy will probably come straight back in. Yeah. Well, maybe Logan will play and, and Impey will drop out. Yeah, but I guess if you went hard... We're, we're only going to play one of those uh, back flankers. Yeah. But do you... So that means Hartlett, Butcher, um, Logan are the first three, and what, Aaron Young? So Ben Newton misses out again? Well, I reckon they might still go with Benny Newton over Butch. Right. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't overly surprise me since they've brought in Paul Stewart, who's sort of a third toll, I guess. I mean, I'd like Butch to come in, but I can see that possibly he won't. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's very controversial and it's it's a um, polarising topic, and I, you know, but... I uh, I think uh, for me, and it's not even maybe necessarily about his form. And I know Port, I can't wait for the the next backlash I'm going to get from Porsche, Porsche with my comments. But I I think we I want to see Butcher in the side just to see what Westoff does. It's more about for me. It's more about Westoff than what it is about Butcher. Um, yeah. It, I just think. That, that's really going to be uh, the tipping point for me with West off lately because I've been so disappointed with his output. And uh, I just think if we if we have that second tall forward, it allows West off to go back, go to the middle a bit more freely, um, you know, and he doesn't have to worry about, oh, shit, do I have to be forward? Uh, what's going on here? And, uh, yeah, it'll be... Yeah, and look, if Butcher Macker, if you're right about Melbourne... And their incompetence, if Butcher can't kick a few goals um, this week, well, what are we going to do? What did he do last time against Melbourne and Adelaide Oval? We had about three kicks and that was about it. (laughs) Wasn't it? Wasn't that in uh, 2012? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's no good. That was uh, (laughs) a bad bad example. I thought he kicked six goals. No, that was against the Bulldogs. Oh, I'm getting good. You're right, boys. <laughs> I was going to squeep oh, myself. Self-squeakage. I like it. 
<laughs> in all seriousness, though, I think if Butch does have a quiet game, I I don't see any point in dropping him back to the Sandfall, really. I mean, fair enough that people bang on about form, but I think the best way that we can develop Butch is by playing him in the AFL and exposing him to that level, uh, level of pressure each week. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that as well. you just got to see how he goes. you just got to bite the bullet, put him in the side, see how the structure works with three genuine tall forwards, take the pressure off Westhoff, take the pressure off Schultz. You know, even if Butcher doesn't kick a few goals a game, he's still going to command respect from a key defender and take the pressure off the other two. Yeah, spot on. Can I also ask that as supporters, we actually support on the weekend. And I just hope, like Hill, if his first kick is an average kick, that we just don't have a collective sigh around the stadium because I, don't, I just can't see how that's yeah. going to help guys' confidence. I just really hope as supporters that we're out there supporting and cheering, uh, cheering them on and encouraging. And uh, I think we all just need to remember that. Um, you know, it's... I don't know. I'm not a professional player, but I could just imagine if there's 40,000 people there, my first goal, my first shots is shank. Um, it's not going to do my confidence any good if 40,000 people are like, oh, I told you. Mm. Yeah. No, you're spot on. Absolutely. So let's cheer him on, peoples, because uh, he's a Port LA player and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Get that he's going yeah, to come good for us very, very shortly. That's if he even plays. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or uh, Dom Or Sammy Gray. Yeah. Or I was going to say, if he doesn't play, buddy, um, Ken Hinkley's the biggest uh, troll of uh, Port Adelaide forums going around. <laughs> Good call. Good call. So where are we going to win the game then, Macca? What, what do we have to do this week? Uh, if you're so confident that we're going to blow them out of the water by 150 points, how are we going to do this? Look, I think it just comes down to the midfield, to be honest. I mean, they've got some decent midfielders, and, you know, Nathan Jones is a very good player. Dom Tyson's one of the better young players in the league. He's had a fantastic season. You know, Bernie Vince goes all right. Jack Grimes goes all right. They've got, you know, Geordie McKenzie, Jack Viney. They've got all these young players, but they just don't win enough of the bowl. I mean, that's their problem. They're 18th in clearances and 18th in inside 50. So they don't win a lot of the bowl, um, and they don't uh, they don't get it forward enough. Simple as that. So all we all we need to do is win the ball, and I think we will win the game. Simple as that. Well, we didn't do too well at doing that last week, though, against Richmond, did we? No, we no, we didn't. But are you putting up, you know, Dustin Martin, Brett Deledio, Trent Cochin as equals to Nathan Jones, Tom Dom Tyson, and Bernie Vince? I mean, their Richmond's midfield is is elite, even though the rest of their side arguably isn't. Um, I'm not sure there's an elite part of Melbourne's team. Man, you're, you're, making a, you're making a lot of cliches tonight, Macca, that could come back and haunt you. But I'm with you. I, I agree. You can't compare the two midfields. And I'm just taking look, a super confident track this week. I just don't think we can lose this game. I can't see how we can lose this game. Well, I, I think we can only lose it if we're I'm talking lazy. myself into it at the moment. Yeah, look, I mean... I, doubt, I find it highly unlikely that we're going to be lazy this week. You know, I mean, they've, they, these boys should be bleeding for our former captain this week. And uh, I feel sorry for probably Bobby Carlisle and, and Jackson Trengo who have played so much for, football with him. 
um, that they probably can't be out there uh, playing the game with them. I'm sure they're probably bitterly disappointed that they're they're not playing. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I can't see us really being mentally uh, switched off uh, this week. So uh, hopefully your calls are correct. But I'm with you. I think look, I think the midfield's probably been been our biggest issue for the last six weeks. Um, it's been very inconsistent, and uh, there's a few of our leaders that. Uh, uh, really need to uh, step up this week, and and Brad Ebert's probably one of them, and I'm I'm hoping he can provide us with a lot of line breaking uh, run that ET likes all so much. Well, do you think it's a big game uh, for Lobie this weekend? Well, he's coming oh. up against Mark Jamar, who's a pretty good ruckman, um, and is one of those sort of big bustling guys that Lobie sometimes struggles with. So, it is yeah. a big game for Lobie this weekend, absolutely. Yeah, I think. I mean. Kind of a bit a bit unusual for a ruckman, but I think almost more important sometimes is Lobie's work around the ground, especially sort of in those centre square bounces. When the ball hits the ground, he can often come sort of a, a fifth midfielder or, sorry, a fourth midfielder. And I mean, Jamar's a bit of a big oaf really around the ground, but his tap work's good. So I think it's a good matchup sort of because they're kind of different players. Well, I'd really love to see Matt Lobie have more influence around the ground. That's probably my biggest critic, criticism of Matt. And I don't know if it's, yeah. his, uh, if yeah, it's, it's our it's game plan. Cold. Yeah, but I don't know if it's our game plan that we just don't intend to use him. Um, but, um, yeah, I really would like to see more of a marking presence along the lines. And, well, he's too unreliable uh, in, in doing yes. that. I mean, I think we'd all mm. love to see him. Uh, become that sort of around-the-ground player, but he just can't take marks. So the players, I think, have just given up kicking to him because he always drops them. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. And uh, and uh, it's it's something he has to... I don't know if he can... Oh, I guess he can always work and improve, but uh, you know, it's a bit disappointing that we haven't seen an evolution in his game by now at 24 going on 25, if I remember rightly. Uh, I would have been hoping for more influence. And I've banged on about it before. To me, Port Adelaide Rutman, uh, a Rutman that around the ground take marks and influence the game. And I just, and Matt's not doing that. And so I'm hoping against this sort of Melbourne side that we can see that sort of presence against uh, from him against them this weekend. Yeah. We need that, especially with the with Trengrove out at the moment. You know, with, with our lack of height, we need that influence. Yeah. I know I kidded earlier about their you know, losing to a team with Pedersen, Watson, Dawes up four. But, you know, what if they actually play Max Gorn as well, that's a very, very tall forward line. And I'm not sure, yeah. you know, if, if it is a dry track and they are able to get it in there enough times, they might actually kick a winning score. <laughs> What's going on here? Are you starting to change your opinion? No, I'm just uh, just playing devil's advocate. It's all right. Yeah. All right. Well, a big, big Max Gorn played last time. Um I think it was fairly quiet, but I reckon he had a couple of taps and maybe kicked a goal. So, you know, but then it's the same thing that we were saying about Butch before. It's taking a key defender or, well, we don't really have any, but a toll defender um, and sort of taking pressure off the other toll forwards. Well, who's going to win it for us on the weekend? What do you reckon, speaker? Jasper Pittard, I reckon. What a legend. Yeah, well, funny you should say that. Because I reckon, really, the main thing for us, taking a bit of an alternative view, is quick transition from defence. Because, I mean, the last couple of weeks, we just 
we get bogged down and we can't really clear it very easily. And it's far easier to say than to do, but I'd like to see us break open Melbourne's zone by attacking the weak spots, just sort of as we've done throughout the year but have been lacking lately. And, you know, obviously Jasper's a big part of that, so... I'd actually argue with you there. I don't think it's actually the uh, the quick movement from defence. I actually think it's the quick movement from the midfield. I think that's where we're missing it. I mean, Jasper and uh, O'Shea have been trying to move it last week, especially from quickly from defence. But it's our midfield, is other than take out Matt White, of course, where we've seemed to be really stagnant. Polek's really reduced his output in, rate, in relation to line-breaking running compared to what he was doing at the start of the season. And uh, Brad Ebert's another one. Those two players were providing us with a lot of line-breaking run and they're not doing it at the moment. Would yeah, that's, have... a, that's a fair enough call and I can see where you're coming from. But the way I see it, if we get it out of the uh, back line quickly, hopefully those players can get the jump on their player and get a couple of metres clear and then we generate that quick transition the whole way down the ground. And I mean, we saw it uh, with Matty White last week I think we got a a quick kick out, um, then a quick handball to Matty White, and he was off and kicked probably the goal of the year. Yeah. Did you um, did you think Jasper was un, uh, hard done by by not getting that push in the back after that you know unlucky shot on goal? I thought he should have had another shot on goal. <laughs> what you, yeah, what you... absolutely. I mean, it was just a blatant push in the back. Jasper should yeah. have been kicking a goal. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, obviously, I mean, he, I saw that he sort of tripped on that blade of grass when he had a shot, and it's understandable that he uh, he missed like he did. But I mean, the umpire just to ignore that push on the in the back. Yeah, just, it's just just a Jasper Pittard hater, isn't it? Really? Yeah, the umpire no, was too busy laughing. <laughs> Who invited yeah. you to this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> hey? <laughs> I just had to bring that up again because it is pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm with you, but I reckon it's the line-breaking running for me. And, uh, yeah, I think I think it's, yeah, I'm, to me, I'm going to pick on uh, Brad Ebert and Jared Pollitt. Uh, for me, they're the two key players uh, yeah. in relation for us winning the game. We really need those guys running hard and breaking their lines of congestion. Yeah, no doubt. I think those, those two have definitely been poor lately. Yeah, you, you are right, guys. It is about the uh, the fast transition football, I think, this week. I mean, Melbourne play a very, very slow possession game, and they move it almost at snail pace up the field. I mean, I think they're 16th in bounces, so they don't have a lot of run and carry. Um, it's all about the possession football and trying to sort of limit the uh, amount of the ball that the opposition gets, so therefore limiting the scoring chances that the opposition gets as opposed to trying to win the game themselves. Yeah, and on that, I mean, considering how slow they are, they don't score very well. So I'm sort of thinking if we keep them under about 70 points, and I mean, we're usually a pretty high-scoring team, that should just about do it, I think. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, if we if we can get a nice win here, like let's say we get a big percentage win, 60-plus points, I mean, coming into the break, that's going to do the players' confidence a world of good, and uh, I'd be very confident with us coming out of the break. I think everything's around the break, and I said that on uh, Tuesday night. And uh, yeah, it's it's all to me. It's all about this game, getting the confidence back up, and then we'll be heading strong into the season, or into the finals part of the season. 
Well, look, let's do the four questions now. Uh, we'll start with time to stand up. Rick, whose time is it to stand up this week? Yeah, well, I, like I said, I'm going the two, Brad Ebert and Joe Pollock. Uh, they've been down. They haven't been horrible, but they have been down and they're down on their best. And, um, you know, as we pointed out, we need their ability to dominate the midfield and get spread from the midfield. So for me, those two boys need to stand up. Yeah, I reckon um, I'm, I'm going to take it a bit differently. Given that people gain height when they stand up, I'd have to say it's time for the forward line to stand up. Yeah, cool. Good call. I like that. They were pretty woeful last week. They were? Yep. Look, for me, it's uh, it's got to be uh, midfield. I think there's no excuses this week. I think winning the midfield wins us the game. As I've said, Melbourne are 18th in clearances, 16th in contested possessions, 18th in inside 50, 16th in bounces. They just don't win a lot of the ball. Um, I really want to see big games from Ebert. I want to see a big game from Polek, Wingard, Boak, um, you know, all these guys, except for both, have been down in recent weeks. I think there's no excuses this week. Uh, it's got to be our midfield that's got to stand up. Yeah. Jeez, we're all smart people. <laughs> Mate. We should get paid for this shit, honestly. We... <laughs> Damn right we should. We should bring block of chocolate or something. <laughs> Can you tell I'm hungry? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Well, look, who's the danger man, Mr. Speaker? I'll start with you with this one. All right. Um, well, Nathan Jones is probably the only Melbourne player that I'd consider a star, but I think more important for Melbourne would be Paul Rose. If he can get them up and get them to, I guess, um, out-pressure us around the stoppages and shut down our run, that'll go a long way towards getting them up. So, yeah, Paul Rose would be the danger man. Bloody screw Paul Ruse, what are you talking about? <laughs> can we get a can we get a new upgrade on the stadium? I'm just seeing the designs of the new Perth Stadium and it looks heaps better than Adelaide over. <laughs> so can we renovate it. ours so that we're better again? At least, really goes, at, least, at least at least theirs go the whole way around the stadium, for crying out loud. At least we only did a three quarter job. What the hell's going on there? Um, what was the question? So your danger man is the Perth Stadium. <laughs> 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 no, my danger man, I don't know. Let's uh, let's go Gorn. I'm going to Gorn. Yeah, I mean, this guy must be a genetic freak because I remember at Alice, Jasper tried to tackle him and couldn't get it and he kicked a goal. <laughs> and Jasper can take down anyone. So I'm worried about Gorn because if he kicks four goals, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it, Rick. A lot. Thank you very much. Look, I my danger man this job. week. Um, look, I, I think their forward line could be dangerous if all their four tolls do play. That's really going to stretch our defence. But I'm going to go against the grain this week um, and say that the danger man is ourselves. I think we're we are our own danger man this week. I think if we come to play, we're going to win. But it's up to us to make sure that it happens. Um, as we've seen the last few weeks, if our heads aren't in it, we won't win it. Yeah, that's about it. Yep. Again, very astute comments by us all. <laughs> and the key to winning, Rick. Got to run and have confidence and back ourselves in, mate. We uh, we've lacked it uh, the last six weeks, and uh, we need to find it. And uh, my key is our tackling pressure. Where has it gone? Right. 
That second half against the Bulldogs was fantastic in recent times. We locked down their last outlet pass with precision in that second half, and uh, that has disappeared from us, and we need to find it back. Mr. Speaker? Uh, I pretty well said it before, but I'd have to say the quick transition, uh, attacking the weak spots of their zone and really just keeping them to low score. I reckon that's basically just what we need to do. Yep. That's fair enough. For me, it's being hard at the footy. I think that's all we really need against Melbourne. I think we're stronger, bigger and fitter in the midfield than they are. Um, they're very poor at contested football. I'd really like to say, uh, see us play quite a physical game at, at the stoppages and really make them hurt in the tackles this week. As I said in the review last week, that was something I was really disappointed in was our tackling. And so I really want to see us hit them hard and get first hands on the footy. And I think if we do that, we'll win the game. Yeah, make them yep, believe. Fair enough. <laughs> and the prediction. All right, I'll go first. Um, I know some people lately have been getting a bit antsy about other people underestimating the opposition, but I'm going to have to say we're going to return to form this week and win by about nine goals. Like it. Gee whiz. (laughs) Nice call. Yeah, I'm hoping. What about you, Rick? Can I do a shout-out? Oh, I guess so. My nephew's um, going to be on Triple J at 9 o'clock tonight. Oh, Tom West doing his new single, The Call. So everyone should get on and listen, but except for Macca, you don't do it straight away and it will be released tomorrow. So you guys better Google Tom and his single, The Call. It's been, it'll be released very soon. Hey, who said I wasn't funny? You guys are actually laughing. This is a new first. Mark? And I had some clients wetting themselves yesterday. That five-year-old kid needed to change his diaper. He was in oh, tears. You, and you've been having lessons, I think. That's the difference. Port Adelaide, 75 points. 75 points. Ooh. Oh, my Lock goodness. I like it. In. I'm going to say 68 points. I, I think there's no way we are going to lose this game. I keep telling myself that. We've got to win this game, and we're going to win big. Woohoo! Jeez. It's going to happen. We've all called it. It's going to happen. It has to happen. As I said, if it we lose happen. this game, I'm walking into the Torrance <laughs> and probably not returning. And can I say that I'll, I'll be able to look through the glass and peer and see Dom sing the, uh, the song for the last time in the locker room this week. So that'll be a, I might have to take the camera and take a few pictures. Yes. Do it for That's Dom. what you want. Do it for Dom. I hope that's on the banner this week. <laughs> Should be. Surely um, is Dom is good has to be on the banner, I reckon. All right. Well, we'll leave it there for now this week. Mr. Speaker, thanks for coming on. No worries. It's been a pleasure. We'll get you back. What a legend. Again. Another Jasper fan. You're more than welcome to come on any time <laughs> you like, mate. Never even, mate, even as much as you want, you will get rid of Macca and you can just... Oh, sorry. You're still there, Macca? Sorry. <laughs> thanks, <mate. All> right. <laughs> thanks for coming on, buddy. No worries. Let's hope for a big win this week, boys. Absolutely. Can't pull it out late. Hold it. Go the power. The The Dom is good. Dom is good. Go Dom. Go Dom. See you at Nespresso afterwards, Dom. The small warrior will be there too. Come and join us. (laughs) One last hurrah. Loads up. They need a mark and then a goal. West off almost. Motlock couldn't quite. Enright. Good tackle. Cassisi to win it. 
Cassisi does with it. Oh! oh. 